Lights, camera, action. This year the roads froze over. Our family called and canceled. I was putting up the lights and some kids pushed over the ladder. I fell and broke my neck and the doctors called in sick. I didn't get any help. I'm permanently disfigured. That was the greatest night in the history of television. Welcome back to Red Band Podcast. The song that you just heard yeah. in the intro, that is from a fellow listener, a friend yeah. of the pod, goes by Dead Bird. Yeah. Um, that was just a little sneak preview. We'll play the full song at the uh, later on in the episode, so be sure to stay tuned for that. But today, on the screen here, that's what we're talking about. Violent Night. Violent Night. Starring, New film. Starring uh, Stranger Things. Star. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. I, I had a I had a, a slight panic attack because I was going to say, like, I don't remember how to say his name. <laughs> yeah. But in this and culturally speaking, why even say his name when you could just call him Stranger Things? Yeah. Because we did that before with somebody. So many people. Oh, no. Honestly, it was the song. You were like that running up the hill song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, anyone, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think of some other examples. I mean, Millie Bobby Brown is also a stranger thing. She's mm-hmm. 11. Yeah. You call her 11. I don't care. I don't care about Enola Holmes. Right. I don't. I've when I watch that. Enola Holmes, I go, hey, it's 11. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you do. It's stranger things meets Sherlock Holmes. Exactly. Is that even what that's about? I think she might be like Sherlock Holmes's little sister. Okay. I have no, I've never seen. So I have I, no and then like Hen- Superman yeah. is Sherlock Holmes. He's I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Henry yeah. Cavill. Okay. So Superman is Sherlock Holmes and 11 is Sherlock Holmes, sister. <laughs> and there's two now. So. 11 is Superman's sister. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that would actually be a better movie. That's kind of cool. I would like that movie better that if there was like Superman, 11 was Superman's little sister. Yeah. Um, and just fucking shit up. I mean, they both have the powers. They do. So. They do. I love when Eleven goes hard on those powers. Me too. There's something about it. Well, anyway, I mean, Violent Night, a, a violent, yeah, action-packed Christmas movie. Yes. Not your typical feel-good, heartwarming, Hallmark right. piece of shit. <laughs> Not your typical Hallmark piece of shit. Yeah. Truly. This was this was great. I mean, I, I, I think I kept my expectations low on purpose. Right. I, I had a feeling... Like this movie might just go um, totally off the cuff sure. with it. So, I mean, what did you, what are you thinking about it? Well, by the <clears> way, <throat> sorry, spoilers. Yeah. Ahead. Spoilers for sure. Yeah. Um, And just for the sake of it, just for the sake of it, just being movie people, let's see who directed this. Oh yeah. Good. Should we? I could have sworn that maybe the, the producers or somebody was from that John Wick world. Maybe? Probably. And that's becoming, you know, um, that's becoming the new thing, which is, wow, the person who directed this has not directed much, but he did direct that Hansel and Gretel witch hunters with, I believe, Jeremy Renner. Do you remember that? I I have not seen it, but you know, Matt (laughs) says it's actually a pretty good movie. Well, okay. Really? I think, I think he said that one. But I haven't seen it. I'm open to it. Yeah. <clears throat> now that I've seen this, I'm open to it. Okay. Um, will you bring up a first a really good point? Mm-hmm. The I'm sure the producer realm is in the John Wick world, yeah, which maybe. also gave us um, nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Right. Did you watch? And that? I haven't, but I I do. I keep wanting to see it. I'm wondering two things. 
Um, or maybe it's not that I'm wondering two things. I guess I'm wondering one thing in particular is that, well, yes, two things. The first thing is that, is it the new move when you get a little older in Hollywood Mm. to revive yourself with kind of like an action, like an older man action movie? Yeah. Or the other thing I'm wondering is, is there no new action stars to the point where all they have are older gruff men Mm-hmm. Like Bob Odenkirk, who's traditionally not an older gruff action man. Yeah. But in Stranger Things and Keanu, <clears throat> you know, like, I don't know. What do you what do you think? There's there's something happening here, right? Yeah, I would say it started. It probably started way before this, but I got introduced to it with Liam Neeson. Ah, of Taken, course. The older dad. Right. Kick ass, smart. You know, I mean, can't say much for the other two movies. They're definitely not as good as the first one. Right. But that's probably the first time I was introduced to that um, category. Right. Older dad type or older gentleman <laughs> by reviving their themselves through action. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it, it works because it's exciting to see someone who looks like they shouldn't be good at combat. Yes. Just beat the shit out of everybody. For sure. So Bob Odenkirk, people know him as kind of the slimy lawyer from breaking bad and better call Saul. Right. You don't typically think of him as someone who could Keanu Reeves, a situation. Sure. And then you got Liam Neeson. He's a retired guy and he's a little older. You don't think that he could break some necks. No. Santa Claus, Santa Claus. Nobody's ever going to think of Santa as this badass warrior. Yeah. According to the movie, former Viking warrior. Right. So yeah, I think it works because of that. It's, Kind of the same thing with Walter White. Yeah. He's a, a high school chemistry teacher who's nerdy and wears glasses, doesn't look like he could throw a punch, and then ends up being one of the most badass drug lords of all time. Absolutely. So <clears throat> it works. And I think these people also did a movie that I have not mm-hmm. seen either with Charlize. Is that uh, um, <clears throat> Atomic Blonde? Atomic Blonde. Yeah, Bruh. that's it. Haven't seen it. But that, she's not older, though. That's that's different. She's not older. She's not older, but she's not younger. And I don't mean that as like a, a literal misogynistic Hollywood <laughs> like point of view. A Hillary you know. Duff deal. Yeah. Like I'm that? not not like as like a yeah, she's not. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm not saying that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is no. And she doesn't fit into that category either. That'd be like if Sigourney Weaver, didn't mm-hmm. we say that we did? Yeah. Uh, that she would be great as Mrs. Claus. Yes. That'd be more. It's weird. Cause I also brought up Charlize Theron. Okay. Oh Anyways. yeah, you did. You yeah. did. Yeah. Well, weird. Wild. Sorry. Off track. <laughs> world's Anyways. overlapping here. Yeah. World's <laughs> overlapping. Yeah. It would be a more of an example would be like Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. But Charlize Theron still not being, I guess, uh, I don't know who, do, who are the, uh, Anya, Anna Taylor joy. Yeah. Yeah. Like if she did an action movie, you're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Anna Taylor joy. Yeah. Chloe Grace Mortez. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not that right. But she's also not Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Or like Helen Mirren. Can you imagine? <laughs> I would, that'd be so cool actually. <laughs> I would see like a taken style movie where, where Helen Mirren is at the okay. Do we need to, I think that's the next, come on. Yeah. That's the next rendition. Mm-hmm. Because I think what I'm thinking about this is like, this is a, 
a climactic moment of that style of movie where yeah. it's gone into the realm of the absurd, which is Santa fucking Claus, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's gone from like some reasonable, like, okay, X military dad, mm-hmm. you know, uh, X CIA dad. And now it's just gone full blown mythological creature who has the skills of like the Mossad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. So yeah, the next, the next step, this is a red band, red band podcast. Um, I'm trying to think of a good word, like fortune telling or divination. A a Nostradamus. This is a red band, Nostradamus divination, future seat, future, um, telling moment. The next rendition of this type of film is Helen Mirren or someone of her stature mm-hmm. doing this type of stuff. Yeah. There it is. And I, I will, I will be there to see it. I will too. Absolutely. That would 100%. be sick. So, I mean, I guess anyone who hasn't seen this movie or if you have, or you don't know what this movie's about, basically Santa Claus yeah. saves the night. This family is having Christmas at their really snooty uppity, rich mom's <laughs> house. Right. And the sister is a piece of shit and her son's a piece of shit and her yeah. boyfriend's a piece of shit. And everyone's a piece of shit. Everyone's in this movie. a real piece of shit. Except for kind of the main kid. The daughter is like not a piece of shit. She's, She's perfectly the main fine. not piece of shit. Yeah. She has not been corrupted by this family's jewels yet. Right. And when I say jewels, I mean, they are rich out the ass. Out the asshole. Um, and so they go to spend Christmas there. It's Christmas Eve. And uh, this, this, I don't know, group of bad guys this group of john leguizamo yes yeah you know the guy who plays the sloth in ice age yeah that guy he comes with like his posse and they infiltrate the house disguised as caterers and i don't know people like that and then they hold the family hostage until they get the money and so santa who's out doing his deliveries and such happens upon this house during the time when they're there yeah and he saves the day and he beats the living fuck out of everybody. And he really doesn't. I mean, a number. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> 300 like mm-hmm. is, comes to mind. Yeah. Movies of that nature. Yeah. Like, uh, 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 you know, saving private Ryan. I don't know. Like to the <laughs> level of just sheer brutality. Yeah. <clears throat> those are some examples that come to my head. I've never seen 300, but Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. 300 is probably because of the way he does it. It's just like mm-hmm. full warrior. Yeah. I mean, he has a, you know, mythologically speaking, before he became Santa, mm-hmm. like you said, he was a Viking warrior who had his trusty hammer, yeah. which he called Skull Crusher. Yeah. If that gives you any idea of the realm of, of violence. Pretty, uh, yeah. Pretty self-explanatory. Skull crusher yeah so you know what i felt from this movie is there's nothing that could pull a man a violent man's heartstrings Mm -hmm. like a little light-skinned girl yeah just really turn this you know this man in the beginning he he's uh he's jaded He's, I mean, he's getting plastered Yeah, at a bar in England or something. Somewhere. Somewhere. He hates Christmas now. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's about to call it quits. He says, I think this will be my last year. Right. Because 
the magic's kind of gone. Nobody, nobody really cares anymore. Nobody cares. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And throughout the course of this movie, this little light skinned girl shows him what it's all about. She does. I don't think they got too much into what that family was about, right? Or how they got their money, right? No. And I, well, maybe, I don't know if they did mention it briefly, it wasn't enough to capture anything, Yeah. which I think if we're going to get into slight issues, I think they could have expanded more on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Such as their family dynamic. Yeah. And I wanted to see more about his past. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little indifferent. I mean, I think we could have seen more about his past. Sure. But I also think had we seen too much of it, it would have been like, all right, we don't need too much of his past. Fair Let's enough. get to, to, to Santa whooping some claws. And you're right. It takes away from what we came for. Yeah. Which was Santa claws fucking people up. Yeah. So, and, uh, and, and that he did. That I he loved did. some of the creative ways that he killed people. Yes. Which is partially why I think this might be the people who did John Wick. I, I'll look it up. But, yeah. I mean, some of the kills we're going to give away. So, oh, yeah. But the star to the eye, the Christmas tree star to the eye. Yes. That he then plugged into an outlet and exploded and lit that guy's face on fire. That's a good love start. It. That's a great start. That's a good start. Yes. And and that's it's funny because I was trying to remember how exactly that fa- that guy's face got fucked up like that. And it's yeah. So he does stab him, stabs the guy in the freaking eye with the star of a Christmas tree and plugs it in. Yeah. And it fucking electrocutes him, lights his face on fire. And if there is ever a, a Christmas kill. Um, I believe that would be it. Nothing says Christmas like a Yuletide <clears throat> star to the eye. Absolutely. And I did just look it up. Yeah, one of the producers, Atomic Blonde, Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, John Wick, Deadpool 2, okay. Bullet Train, Nobody. So, yeah, that that guy All clearly in on it. Uh, same with, the, oh, this, this guy, producer of Nope, Black Panther. Oh, Captain America Winter Soldier, one of my all-time favorite MCU yes. movies. Yes. So these people know action. Yes. Uh, safe to say. Um, so yeah, we we get a little we get a little inkling that Santa's been around. He said he was married to Mrs. Claus for like what a th- over a thousand years. He mentioned in the thousands. Something yes. like that. So he's been he's been Santa for quite some time. Right. And what we do see is a glimpse of him standing over like a destroyed on fire village wearing like a a helmet a yeah. viking helmet a celtic helmet i don't want to there that wrong, i was but. getting celtic vibes and that might line up with the mythology of santa really yeah 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 i think so and then yeah as he talked about skull crusher skull crusher and so we see that he has a past mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. now i'll just say this right now after seeing this i think there's definitely room for sequels yes and I wouldn't be mad about it. I wouldn't because I would like to see Santa become this kind of half give presence, half, you know, vigilante. Yeah. That could be really fun. I think almost it could have elements of the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, ah. but way more violent. 
Right. So, so what they kept hinting at or touching on in this movie is Mrs. Claus. Yeah. And it seemed like maybe there might've been a little trouble in paradise. Yes. With him and Mrs. Claus. Um, one of the things that he says in the movie is like, he just wants to get back and see her. Yeah. And, uh, so I want to know what happened there. Mm-hmm. I think they can expand on that in a future movie. And then right. I think we can see Mrs. Claus dishing it out. Right. I'm wondering if maybe, you know, Santa gets kidnapped or captured or held hostage in the next movie. And we got to see Mrs. Claus come out of retirement. Either, either certain plot points are entirely too predictable Mm -hmm. or me and you were just thinking the same thoughts actually (laughs) connected just now. Yeah. So you either just watch something psychic take place Mm -hmm. Or when you go to write a movie, it's actually not as hard as you might think. Because yeah. You just got to do that. Kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or yeah. The, yeah. Like you said, the storylines are just too predictable, which is not bad. Well, that's what we like as human mm-hmm. beings. We want to watch different versions of the same story. You might not think it, mm-hmm. you might think that you're sick of the same shit. But if you look at any movie, you're actually watching the same shit over and over and over and over again. Just yeah. in different ways. Some people are better at doing it than others. Hamlet? How many times have we seen that? I mean, come in different on. variations. You got Avatar coming out again. What is mm-hmm. it? Pocahontas. That's pretty much Pocahontas. Is it? Right. Oh, yeah. Come on. I mean, hey. So anyway. So yeah. Yeah, I think a sequel, that could be a cool sequel. I think that's the way to go. I think um cameo from little light skin girl. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that would be the way to go. I think, um, you know, let's say Santa's barking up a few, Santa barks up the wrong tree. Yeah. Or like Santa, like he's like trying to deliver presents in the Ukraine. Yeah. And the Russian soldiers like capture him. Kind of a little Iron Man, Tony Stark situation absolutely i love that and i love mrs claus you know she comes in and she takes care of business yeah i like to think that maybe rather than you know santa's a brute masher you know he's got skull crusher but like mrs claus like i i fancy her you know quite the swordswoman yeah potentially that would be cool you know like just ninja like stars a, yes oh dual blades oh come on she could be sick she could be sick with the kimbo stick is Dude. that what it's called oh yeah ke- kimbo 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 slice kendo stick wait i don't know kempo kempo maybe a, a tuna makembo or what? a tuna <laughs> <laughs> <Akuna> matata <laughs> <laughs> she could be sick with a damn staff you know a staff mm-hmm. come on yeah uh, so not not many staffs by the way no in things there needs to be more staffs it's Did a you lost ever play art. soul caliber what's that soul caliber you ever play soul caliber no fighting game okay with weapons there's a guy with a staff Ooh. fucking badass last time i think i saw a staff in a movie was rogue one the, oh. the blind guy who kept saying i'm one with the force the force is with me yes and he was sick with it love it yeah underrated movie it is, i need i should see it again but yeah, yeah. I should too. I just got rid of my Disney plus. Ooh, it was nothing again. This is what side way off track here. I was trying to upgrade to Hulu live. 
Yeah. And I couldn't because I had the Disney Hulu fucking ESPN bundle. Mm. And I said, hey, maybe you guys should make it a little easier for me. I'm trying to give you more money. Yeah, right. I'm trying to give you more money. I need I wanted Hulu live. Okay. But because I had it bundled, I had to go through the Disney website and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I said, guess what? Now you get nothing. Yeah. Now you get nothing. Thanks, Bob Chapek. Yeah. Former CEO of Disney. See your ass. Oh, so glad he got fired. Yeah, he's done. Iger's coming back. He's got some work to do. He's got some He's things got, to clean up. So absolutely too many things to fix. <clears throat> the next project is, um, by the way, Warner Brothers and HBO Max. I mean, Warner Brothers, uh, DC is getting handled by James Gunn, of course. But HBO yeah. Max, they're starting to, they're, they're tanking heavily. Oh, they are. Yeah, they're taking off Westworld and other original HBO huh. Max programming. Yeah. Those are HBO shows. Why would you? T- Anyways, sorry. Anyway, this is what happens. This is yeah. It's it's that easy to de- to detract. Let's bring it back in. Reel it in. Uh, the movie. The movie. I just had another idea for a sequel. Bring it. What if? Um. Yeah. These people basically hijack Christmas. Ooh. And so, if we want to go like a beat sheet, like an Iron Man one beat sheet. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie. They hijack Christmas. Okay. They get Santa. Okay. And they keep him captive. And Santa completely misses Christmas. Right. Oh. One whole year. For one, for that year, he completely misses Christmas. No presents get delivered. Oh, nothing. my God. Yeah. So then he, the darkness of the soul, magic is lost. People stop believing everywhere. Worldwide. It's an outage. Yeah. And then so he finally gets, you know, Mrs. Claus comes, saves him. They break out. And now it's like we're going to go back, kill these sacks of shit, and save Christmas and, and get people to believe again. And that's and we're talking like a worldwide yeah. rampage. Oh, yeah, because he missed it. He missed all of it. He was yes. held captive. Nobody – he couldn't do anything about it. He missed the entire day. Yep. Brilliant. That's not, I, would, I would see that. The worst part about this is there's two things that suck about this. Potentially, it's never going to get made because no one in that studio is going to see this or (laughs) someone in that studio is going to see this and completely steal your idea because it's amazing. Yeah. How do we get what do we do? Is this there's no time because there's probably by the time we sit down and write the sequel, the sequel will be made. It'll be out. And that's what's annoying. Because, you know, the person who wrote this probably already at this point has started writing something else for it. But ours is better. Yours is better. I'm trying to latch on. And to we're, no, please come with me because <laughs> <laughs> you'll bring the comedy. Right. I know the people to do the action. Yes. Together we'll make this cohesive unit. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're telling me, man, again, I'm going on a rant here, but let's it rant. is, it is still all within the Christmas season. Yeah. Let's do it. We watched the other night, uh, a really bad Christmas movie. What was it called on purpose though? We sure. Were like, let's go to Hulu, find one of those really shitty looking movies. And it was called, I think, Girlfriends of Christmas Past or something like that. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You ready for this one? Get yeah, a load I'm ready. of this. I'm ready. Okay. Get a load of this. So this, this, this woman gets broken up with on Thanksgiving. Okay. And she thought the guy was going to propose. Sure. So she gets broken up with in front of her entire family. And then not that long later, she sees him with another woman. This prompts her to think he must have been cheating on me 
And then she, this, her friend who is in, uh, in the same business with her. Yeah. Tells her about this site and he says, go on there. It's called ratemyx.com and write a review about this guy. Oh my fuck. So she does. And then she decides to reach out to the other two who have rated him okay. on the website and they decide to all meet up and she basically convinces them to just sabotage his life essentially. And like warn the other woman that he's with like, Hey, this guy it's a piece of shit. He's a dick. You need to stay away from him. He's trouble. And also just sabotage his life. But the movie is so bad. There's so many things wrong with it. Yeah. The characters are unlikable. Like uh, the most, the best actor I think is probably the guy who becomes the main character's new love interest. Okay. Um, I mean, dude, there's shit. Like I saw the shadow of a boom arm, like following them in the scene what? as they came into frame. Yep. Yep, there I mean and and like all of this is to say me and Matt, my friend, we just turned to each other and we're like, how are we sitting here on this couch watching this? Yep. When there's people that got paid and made money to put that shit on Hulu. I mean, what? And paid a pretty penny. Pro- I mean, paid any penny a, for a, that. It's like a shilling. A shilling, yeah, 3 quarters portion. Oh, to make girlfriends of Christmas past. I am like befuddled. We're just, we're just, oh, you know, I hate. And it's just, you know, the other day, you know, hey, there's some stuff going around. People are getting sick. Yeah. Ashley needed to hit the urgent care. Okay. Okay. I'm saying, first of all, I'm saying, hey, it's Sunday. There's a TV in the lobby. Maybe they'll be playing some football. Wrong. No. They got it on the 25 days of Christmas. Guess what's on? Guess what's on? What is it? Some fucking Larry the Cable Guy Christmas movie. Wait, is it is it Jingle <laughs> All the Way 2? Was it that? That's... It might have been that. I forgot <laughs> that with Larry the fucking Cable Guy. Yeah. It probably was that. It ha- oh, I'm having a fucking revelation. <laughs> That's the only Larry the Cable Guy Christmas movie I know about. It was Jingle All the Way, too. Yeah. God bless Brian Levant yep. for even for for not overturning the world. One might say if one was gone, turning in their grave. Well, he's alive and well. Yeah. And he might. I'm surprised he didn't overturn a few tables inside a few studios for putting that shit. Well, I mean, if you remember last year when we had him on the show, he yeah. said he wasn't even talked to about a sequel. He wasn't even consulted. No. No, it, no. Oh, the guy who directed the first one that is now a Christmas classic, by the way. Yes. Nobody even reached out to him about a sequel. Nothing. And they put fucking Mater from Cars as the star. They went from Arnie Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> that last part, I said, hey, I don't know if you're allowed to say that. Arnie Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. to Larry the Cabey. Yep. Yeah. And it was that then it really was. It and had I to didn't even, it didn't, I, I, I was none the wiser. Yeah. Which is funny. Cause I actually Googled Larry, the cable guy Christmas movie. And it was some terrible like comedy special he did for <laughs> Christmas. Anyway, anyways, it just, it's like this shit can get made. So why, you know, I, this is more for me. Yeah. This is more my self-talk. Why are you not getting up and going to do it? Right. 
you know, go do it already. Stop making excuses because this, these people made this pile of junk. There's tons of piles of junk. If you scroll through the Hulu holiday section, oh, God, it is unreal. And it's they're all junkyard. by Mar Vista, but which I think we, we've talked about them before. They're all Mar Vista. Right. You see that Mar Vista logo pop up, you know, it's going to be a sack of horse shit. Yep. But it gets made. People throw money at this stuff. And I'm like, hey, throw me a little money. Yeah. I've done a lot with very little. Imagine what I could do with a lot more money. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Absolutely. You've done things with with actual shillings. With the li- <laughs> yeah, literal <laughs> scrap metal. <laughs> you've made you've made actually some amazing content with three quarter portion. <laughs> Collecting soda cans and taking them to the recycling place. <laughs> For 75 cents. And it's so sad when actual amazing artists are fighting with studios to make a movie two and a half hours, three hours if need be. Yeah. These are people who are putting their fucking souls and their fucking, they're putting their badussies. Have mm-hmm. you heard that phrase? No, I haven't. There's there's a lot of badussy. Badussy? People <laughs> are putting that? their badussies. Like if you were putting your badussy into something, <laughs> yeah. I'd say you were putting your Estevan Ussy okay. into it. Okay? <laughs> I mean, is that, is that a good thing? Is that good so. for me? <laughs> I think so. Uh, I mean, all right. It's another Gen Z. It's like Ong, it's like Ong and... Um, What's the other one? Peak. Oh, peak. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. peak. We're going to have to have your brother back to. Yeah. We're going to get Santana part two. <laughs> to talk about Ussy or whatever. It yeah. Is. Man, he'll know about the Badissi. Badissi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to laugh when that's not even what it's called. I know. It's, it's going to be a word here from now on. Badissi. <laughs> you know, people are fighting to put their Badissi into a movie. Yeah. And just put their heart and soul, except for James Cameron. He's he's basically telling you to shut the fuck up and sit down for three hours. Yeah. And did you hear what he said about Avatar and about bathroom breaks? I did. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? He said, um, go to the bathroom whenever you want and you'll see that part when you come back to see it. He fucking looked you straight in the eye. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He said, you're going to see it again. Yeah. (laughs) So you're going to see it again. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Piss wherever, whenever, however you want. Mm-hmm. Piss 10 times. Do you think Kate Winslet held her breath underwater for a new world record for you to miss this movie? It's weird that you say that because I literally just read that thing on social media about yeah. that. That's yeah. crazy. I think the previous record was Tom Cruise. Wow. There's there's one. If you want to touch, she could be Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Kicking ass. I would see Kate Winslet in that Kate role. Kate Winslet would be perfect. Yeah. God bless her. Damn. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. A national treasure. So when you got these bad Christmas movies and you got people who are making beautiful movies who are trying not to get things cut yeah, from the cutting room floor, when Hallmark gets to just hang their dissies yeah. <laughs> to the wind, to the wind <laughs> and just let it, you know. Yeah. And no, no notes because what notes, what notes do you give to a shit movie? Right. So it's that the note would be, it's too good. Yeah. It's too good to be what we do. Mm-hmm. If you want to go, go to go over to uh, Miramax with that shit. <laughs> Miramax, yeah. If you want to make that, that movie, go talk to a 24. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you want to make something with substance and wit? Yeah. You want to make something that is cinema? Yeah. We don't do cinema. Here. No, 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 no. 
No, no, no. We just, that's what the, it's like over here at Hallmark. Yeah. We just want to snort Coke and fuck butts. Yeah. That's what they'd say to you. They'd say, that's all we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. There's no art happening here. No, 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 no art. No art. We're just doing all that stuff. I mean, like we said, all those screen grabs look like they could all be from the same movie. Same all those movie. Hallmark covers, the yeah. same. Same. Absolute same. Yep. It's a tragedy. Yep. And they all could be from a Target commercial. Yeah. I mean, yeah. An Amazon Alexa commercial. Toyota <laughs> thon. Uh, uh, Toyota thon commercial. Yeah. <laughs> a Dyson vacuum commercial. <laughs> it's all of this. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Same, same. Yeah. Same, same, but different. But so, back to violence. I digress. Yeah, I digress. <laughs> it's hard to talk about a good Christmas movie without reflecting on a bad Christmas movie. And the, the culture, time. it's the culture. I'm I love talking about the culture. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the culture. It is. Now, I gotta I gotta talk about one of my favorite sequences in this movie. I already hope I know. I think I know where you're going. You think so? I think Let's so. See. It's the sequence that calls upon one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. Yep. Pays homage to it. Homage. The Home Alone scene. Amazing. Oh, my God. That was great. That was when, I think that was when the switch flipped for me. Like, I was on board. I was riding the ride, and then that sequence came, and I said, all right. All right. You get, okay. You guys did it. I agree 110%. Mm-hmm. Before that, I would have been okay with what I was seeing. Yep. And but you're right. That's when it really flipped the script. That's when it said, okay, this may be a holiday classic. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. It truly was. And it's something that you'll have to just go see for yourself. It's like, yeah, this episode is spoilers, but I don't even want to give that away too much. Right. I'll just say that what they did was beautiful. And yeah. it wasn't just like, oh, they did the home alone thing. Like, I love that the way they set up the different traps. And I think Mm -hmm. you said this, you're like, oh, you watch it and you're like, yeah, of course that's not, you're just like the bad guys in the movie. Yes. The little girl, the main character, the little girl, she's hiding in the attic and to protect herself in case any of the bad guys go up there and see her, she booby traps the whole place, the whole area, like Kevin in Home Alone. Which is almost, there's something about that that almost makes this movie bad, which Mm -hmm. is the only way you know she watched Home Alone is a throwaway line in the first like five minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just randomly for no reason on God's green earth says that she watched home alone the night before. Yeah. And she, <laughs> she does, she does the, she says like two lines from it. One of them's where he touches his face with the aftershave right. and screams and she screams really loud in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was almost bad. It yeah. was almost like, well, why are they doing this? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, the setup and mm-hmm. then the payoff so worth it. It payoffs. Yeah. And the bad guys look at her setup and they're like, that's cute. Right. That's not going to do anything. And then from there, it's just, boy, boy, were they wrong. And it's it, a real jaw on the floor scene. Yeah. Where you can't even believe you're what you're watching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real nail through the jaw. It's too. a real nail through the jaw spoiler. We'll say that. We'll say that the rest, you got to just go see it or look up that scene on YouTube whenever it's out. Cause it was, it was great. It's spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. <sighs> this is what it made me think about. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Every movie that's worth its salt. Is that the phrase worth? It's every movie worth. It's nut. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like that is a saying worth its salt, but I know, also know that there's like worth its weight in gold. Maybe that's <laughs> every movie that's worth a damn. Yeah. Has to have that scene. Mm-hmm. You know what it is. That light switch scene, that light bulb scene. For any movie you watch, there has to be it. It's it's a scene that's I've I've actually thought about this. Mm-hmm. It's not in the trailers. Yeah, that's a huge piece of what that scene has to be. It's almost like that's the scene you go for because sometimes you watch a movie and you're going. So much of this was in the trailer. Yeah, especially nowadays, Seems especially. Like they give away a ton in the trailers. Unless you're like Christopher Nolan who gives away absolutely nothing in his trailers. (laughs) The most ambiguous like trailer ever. Yeah. It's like (laughs) literally just like fire, like swirling around. (laughs) Yeah. Fire in a slow-mo of Cillian Murphy just walking. (laughs) Love it, by the way. Yeah. Um, There just has to be that scene. Mm -hmm. Like I watched Annihilation last night. All right. I haven't seen seen that? that yet. No. And there was a moment where I go, this is the scene. Yeah. Right. Funny enough, Alex Garland, who made Annihilation, Ex Machina, mm-hmm. he also made the movie Men. Oh, right. Horror film. Trust me when I say there's a scene in that movie that's the fucking scene. Okay. Any movie you ever love? What's a movie you love? I love Whiplash. What's the scene? The scene has to be when he's he's got the approval of the teacher he's right. in the classroom for the first time he's drumming the guy's like we got buddy rich here right and he says that and then, you know miles teller's like okay yeah i fucking got this shit right and then he stops and he's like mm, not quite my tempo right and now it starts to shift that was the scene and that gets intense he gets the f- chair thrown at his head i would say that's the scene where it really flips that's the scene right where like af- and that's another quality of the scene i think is like mm-hmm. after the scene's other over you go oh yeah you know what i mean sia you're like the character is glad that class is over and you're glad that scene is over yes you're yeah you exhale you go oh Mm -hmm. fuck yep that just wow yeah and that was the scene for that absolutely i love the idea of the scene you're a genius thank you that's something you know went to film school right and i feel like you learn a lot more from people who went to film school then film school itself like absolutely because nobody talks about that really right nobody talks about that scene you know and i mean actually maybe they do but they probably don't put it in those terms like that made a light bulb go off in my head right you know and look how quickly i identified that scene in whiplash for me 100 percent. you and should to teach me, it's just like i guess <clears throat> another thing that brought me to the the idea of the scene was like every time a new movie would come out and I'd like, I'd see it and then maybe I'd read some stuff about it and Mm -hmm. people would always say very ambiguously like, Oh, you know, like let's think about like Kingsman. Yeah. Right. And it's like the church scene. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And you're just like, (laughs) that's something that like you're only, you're getting through that experience. Like, that's the scene that everyone's going to remember for the rest of their life. Yeah. You know, and that's just like how I feel about this movie. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's it. That's that scene. And so, yeah, like just even hearing people talk about movies and like 
analyzing what sticks with most people when they watch a movie. Yeah. You know, and it's really like as someone who desires to be a screenwriter and as a screenwriter yourself, Mm -hmm. I think it is important to know that like you have so many components when you sit down to write a movie Yep, and you got to make all these things happen. But I think at the end of the day, you need to have a scene that sticks with people. And now that you're, the more you're talking about and I'm thinking about it, this was, that was kind of a really genius thing to do. Right. Because what you have here is an idea that is relatively new. I mean, like dark Christmas movies, I think are newer. Like the first time I remember seeing one, I thought it was a joke, but it's a real movie and I haven't seen it, but it's (laughs) Krampus. Krampus. Yeah. Yes. I remember that one. So I haven't seen it, but the first time I saw a trailer, I was like, oh, that's got to be, you know, a, a joke, an SNL skit or something. Right. But it's a real movie. And so I think we're turning a page now where darker Christmas movies are going to be more of a thing. Right. Like I said earlier, too, I think this this year, um, Christmas, Bloody Christmas or something oh, is right. a movie that, that's coming out. So being that it's a new category of Christmas movie, I think in order for people to find a way to connect to it. Cause new things are often shoved to the side or like, ah, that was, that's not Christmas. I don't know. That was too much. Like the older crowd, too much blood for Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this isn't what the holidays is about. <laughs> that's not what Jesus died for. Right. Um, so I think you have to give them something to connect with. And by doing the home alone sequence, they can go, Oh, that's from one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. Or, right. Oh, they're doing... Okay, let me see. So I think that that was smart. Especially as adults. Yeah, right. Because we're going to get... We get that. Mm-hmm. We go, oh, we know... Oh, and then what do you do almost in, almost in like your subconscious mind? You watch something like Home Alone. Yeah. And there's, a, there's that part of you that goes, what if this was a lot more fucked up? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, what if this wasn't so childish? Because, I mean, look, Home Alone's great. There sure. are some things, obviously, we're like, okay, come on. Yeah. That wouldn't work. Or, you know what I mean? So, right. like, or or I think a lot of people have probably been like, damn, what if, what if this fucking kid from Home Alone really murdered these guys? Right. And he does some shit <laughs> right. to them. I mean, dude, a hot iron to the face. Yeah. Lighting someone's head on fire. I mean, you know, what if we just took that idea and went darker with it? And that's kind of violent night, really. And almost now that you're saying that, that like reminds me that it is almost kind of dark, but it's all about context. It's like that. It's like that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they play out their fucked up life, but they put a laugh track over it (laughs) and it makes it like funny and they watch it. It's like, okay, I guess really what it is, is like Mac and Charlie's mom live together Mm -hmm. and it's like really dark because like, they're like, you know, Charlie's mom is like threatening to kill Mac's mom and, you know, poison her food and stuff, but they record it and then they put a laugh track on it. Yeah. And they are like, Oh, this makes it funny. Mm -hmm. That's almost like the thing with home alone where it's like, yeah, like you put the music on it and the, 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 the sounds of, you know, almost the cartoon sounds like whoop and whoop. Yeah. Right. You know, (laughs) 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 and that makes it fun, but it's like almost like, yeah, like this kid's fucking these dudes up. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. What if you, well, and that's what this movie does though, where, it does put all those same elements, mm-hmm. but it's 
undoubtful gore. Yeah, like, yeah. That you can't. No holding back. No holds bar. Yeah. So, yeah, I really do think like they, yeah, that's a home run. That's mm-hmm. a home run. Yeah. And I think also that's too, like I, I was thinking before this movie, I kind of hope they go that what some would call overboard. Right. I kind of hope they just go all in because if they only went halfway in, it's kind of just like, you might as well just do home alone. Of course. Which has been done. Of course. So you got to go all in and just go nuts with it. Yes. Because that's, that's what this movie has to be, I think to make it. And they did. I mean, you talk about that scene. I think there's, there's quite a few of them yes. that we could be ambiguous about. You can say the home alone sequence. Yeah. You can say the shed sequence, the sheds and, and you can say the chimney scene. <laughs> and that's like, that's the same as saying, Oh, the church scene in Kingsman. Yes. Yeah. And they have multiple. Yeah. yeah. Like they have <laughs> multiple moments that make you go like, yeah, that that's staying with me because of how great it is. And also like, it's, so utterly disturbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I was just thinking about the chimney scene, right? When you said that you can't not, you can't not think of it once you've seen it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's wild. That is definitely the point where you go like, yeah, there's another, because there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Okay. You know, icicle through the torso. Yep. Okay. Sure. Fucked yeah. up. But I, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. We've seen we've seen sharp icicles through the through the torso, through the neck and the eye, whatever. Even okay. yeah, even the star in the eye. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Unique to the movie. Yep. But nothing I've never seen before. Yeah. In terms of gore. You know, even the Home Alone sequence super fucked up. Yeah. Right. Gnarly brutal. Um the shed fucking amazing. Brutal, but the chimney. Mhm. That's where you start getting into some territory like <laughs> yeah. saw, you yep. know, like it was yep. like saw territory, like of, of brutal gore, like <laughs> just like, damn, it happened so fast. They too. really did save the most brutal for last. They did. Absolutely. And they, yeah, they, I guess they utilized a little bit of magic, a little bit of Christmas magic, a little bit. of Yeah. Which and they kept talking about, they kept talking about, and I know, um, somebody said this of the group that we're with, maybe it was Keelan either Keelan or Matt, but they said, I like that they didn't really go into the magic. Sure. This is how it works. And it all started from a spark. You know how they do like the flashback stories yeah. or whatever. Um, and I like that too. I like that, you know, Santa is just kind of like, I don't know how it works. Like throughout the entire movie, he just keeps saying, I don't really, I don't know. Right. I don't know how it works. It just works. And yes, that's great because we don't need a bet. We don't need to know how it works. And I think also from a writing standpoint, it gives you um, quite the opening to go anywhere you want with it. Like, oh, I can't, I can do this too. Right. Yeah. It's like this cheat code you didn't really know existed. Yeah. And it's not really even a cheat code. Yeah. It's actually better writing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, that does bring me to something I was thinking about last night when I was watching Annihilation because you should watch it sometime. It's really good. And it's like, there's, there's an extraterrestrial component, Mm. but I was like, the tides are changing in a lot of different ways for a lot of different, like motifs that these movies use. I don't even know if motif is the right word, but sounds right. It's like you said, like in this sense, you know, Santa doesn't even know how it works. Yeah. He doesn't even know how the magic works. Like in annihilation last night, 
they keep saying, I don't know why the alien's here. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it did. I don't know what it wanted. The whole movie is ambiguous to anything about the extraterrestrials. Yeah. They're not, it's a non-traditional extraterrestrial intelligence. Yeah. They don't know why it's here. They don't know what it does. They don't even know if the extraterrestrial knows what it's doing. Yeah. And they never answer the question. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, that's where the tide is changing. It's not, at least in the alien ET world, it's not little green men. Mm -hmm. Rather, it's something like something totally super ambiguous that you couldn't even comprehend. And and it's not really even explainable. Here's a couple things about that too. One, I think anymore nowadays, not knowing something is far more relatable. Like, especially with, you know, our generation and the generations coming up, we're just like, we don't know what we're doing. Right. We don't know, but taxes, I don't know. Taxes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know how that shit, I don't know how that works. Right. Wi-Fi. I don't know how that works. Beyond me. Beyond me. So, um, I think not knowing is okay. I think, yes, I think everything that came before it was like, there has to be a reason we have to explain it. It has to, has to. The other thing that I think about that is that I think it lends itself better to less disappointment. Right. I could be wrong. People might have other opinions about that, but it's almost like showing the monster. Right. People have this idea of the monster of what it looks like, what's hiding in the dark. And then when you show it, it's either on par with what they were thinking or it's like, Oh, that's, that's what they did with that. That's not so scary. Right. So I think it's the same thing They, if you don't explain how the magic works, they can have their own thoughts. Oh, what if it's this? What if it's that? Whereas if he just comes forth and goes like, Oh yeah, I, you know, was sprinkled some dust from a fairy. Then they're like, that's how you got the, okay. Uh, that's lame. Yeah, let me spend five minutes sitting you down, little light-skinned girl, and yeah. explaining to you while I'm really explaining to the audience what this is because mm-hmm. I don't believe that the audience has the ability to make an informed decision for themselves yeah. or a creative imagination enough to to decide for themselves what it could be. It's always over a hot beverage too, isn't it? <laughs> Those scenes in movies, they're always like, I'll explain to you how it works. Smash cut a slow pushing of whatever building they're in. Right. right? And then you cut and it's someone pouring tea or coffee into a mug. And then they take the tray over and then they're sitting down every time. Let me explain now that Mm -hmm. I have my tea. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny because that idea too, um, brought was brought up again for me. Um, On Paramount Plus. Yeah. I guess they have all the rights to like the paranormal, paranormal activity verse. You know? Okay. Yeah. And they came out with a new one and it's like a Paramount plus original paranormal activity fucking movie. There's a new one. There's a new one. dude. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. Trust me. (laughs) Um, and me being a paranormal activity fan, I had to watch it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like it, it, I was reminded that the magic of the first paranormal activity is that you never see the thing. Yep. You never see the thing. It's this invisible force. Completely. Which makes it terrifying because you don't know where it will be next. The entire time. Yeah, you don't know what it's capable of. Right. If someone, if some like old lady came forth with a tea kettle and said, let me tell you how this thing works and what it looks like and who it used to be. All right. 
And the magic got lost through every paranormal activity movie. The more they wanted to reveal what it was, mm-hmm. how it worked, give it some sort of form or shape. Yeah. Rather than a, just a completely ambiguous nothingness. Mm-hmm. Because nothing is more terrifying than something. 100%. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. It is. That's a, the unknown. The what unknown. do we fear most? The unknown. The unknown, baby. Mm-hmm. What's the most terrifying thing about space? Unknown. The space in between all the things. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know about space. The vast darkness. Mm-hmm. No shape, no form. Dark. Seemingly matter. no end. Seemingly. How hor- How horrific. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyways. <laughs> anyways. I love that the magic of the movie can take us there. That's. That tells you something. That just goes to show how we do things. That's how we do it the red band way. Exactly. It's just true though, man. I mean, yeah. I think, I mean, we, this is something you are supposed to learn about in the film schools and in the screenwriting schools. And yep. I forget what's it. It's not, it's not subtext or is it, or is it something else? Maybe. Um, just like that, that show don't tell. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. The, the explaining things. Exposition is exposition. Like, that's exposition is. is just explaining everything. Mouth vomit. Yes. Yeah. That's what you don't want. Right. Yeah. You don't want that. And the best filmmakers know how to use that to their advantage. Yeah. They know how to show, not tell. Exactly. They know how to do it. That is one thing I will say that I've always been taught. No matter what level of filmmaking it's been, it's always been. Do your best to show, not tell. Show, don't tell. Absolutely. That's it. Now, as far as, uh, you know, David, our main, our main star here, he did an, an amazing job. Amazing. I mean, when has he had him? When is he not? I've right. only seen him in two things, this and stranger things, but yeah. Hey, <laughs> two for two in my book, <laughs> two for fucking two. Yeah. I mean, he does it. Yeah. And yeah. what I really liked about his character was that he's someone who has the skill set. Mm. but he's doesn't want to use it. Yes. And I like that about a character who, who has the ability to just murk everyone in the house, but is like, listen, please, I really don't want to do this today. Yeah. Don't make me, you know, don't, don't, don't make me angry. He wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Don't. Yeah. Don't tempt me. Yeah. Don't push. Me. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. God bless. That is it. That's really it. Tupac wrote that song about this movie. About that exact scenario. He knew. Ahead of time. You're so right. I mean, it's, uh, it gives so much better depth, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I, I'm not so familiar with the John Wick movies. Yeah. But I know that there is a catalyst for him to do what he does. And it it's not because he wants to, I don't think. Right? right. It's because someone did something to him that's unforgivable. Yes. And he, and he is pretty much put in a position. Yeah. To, to give you the work at that point. He's put in a corner. He's put in a corner. And Santa in this movie is put in a corner back against the wall. <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, he has his arc, of course, too. Because yes. at the beginning we see him. He's getting drunk. He's going to give up on Christmas. He's he's had it. And there's even the moment in the movie when he's going to walk away. Yeah. He has a chance to leave. He knowing, does. Knowing that this family is being held hostage inside, he has the chance to leave. But like you said, the little girl tugs on his heartstrings and he's like, ah, I can't. Yeah. So Which he goes reminds back. him he's a, he's in a position of service. He's mm-hmm. a service member. Exactly. In some way or another. He's there to bring joy 
And uh, whether that means snapping some necks to bring joy to others, then that, that's what it means. That's all it is. You got to do it. Ring down the sack. <laughs> the sack of Santa. <laughs> I'll say that. That's uh, that's another fun thing it did, which I was excited for, which it kind of used traditional Santa lore mm-hmm. as well. You had your reindeer. Yep. Right? Yeah. It was the same reindeer we all know. Mm-hmm. You know. They're all named the same. Blitzen and such. There's never Rudolph, though. Like, we have a song about right. Rudolph's. And in the movie with Tim Allen, Santa Claus, there's no Rudolph. Right. There was no Rudolph in this one. So I'm wondering where, where Rudolph is. He's got his own song. It's almost like Rudolph is like, he's like too, he's like too famous. Yeah. Like he did something so like important Mm -hmm. that he was pretty much like pardoned. Of his further service. Like his story is so magnificent that he probably gets to stay in the house. Honestly, he He just became more of a house pet than anything. Yeah. (laughs) He's more of a CEO. Yeah. Like he used to be the guy knocking on the doors, handing out flyers about the business. And now the, the business works for him. Yes. The money works for him now. He was seen as like a prodigy, I believe. Yeah. Right. Like he was a prodigy of, of reindeer and that really, he climbed the ladder and and no one was upset at him about it. Yeah. Although that would be a good movie. That's true. Uh Other than, I mean, other than the animated Rudolph movie. Yeah. Right. But just like a real, like after that happens and he's like, you know, he's gotten all the glory Mm -hmm. and a few of the reindeer are like, we need to kill him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like we need to actually take him out. Yeah. It could be fun. Which I wonder. I mean, we really don't know. Could these could he communicate with his reindeer? Right. They okay, so they left him in the movie, by the way. They like totally they took a dump on the roof and then they flew off. Right. And left Santa, which is partially why he was in that house for so long. He's yes. like, how am I gonna get out of here? Um plus his magic, by the way, his magic, his unexplained magic was starting to not work for him. Yes. And uh, so I think he needed, they they helped each other, like get back to the magic of Christmas. Right. Because their belief in him helped re regain his magic abilities. It strengthened them. It helps. Yeah. Because yes, that was totally it because he wasn't able to use his chimney trick. Yep. Until John Leguizamo was willing to admit that he was Santa. Yeah. And then he died and he didn't come back to life until the dad was willing to admit too. Yeah. So it was, I mean, there was some where it did kind of explain it in a sense, but, Mm -hmm. but it didn't shove it in your face. Yeah. It showed it didn't tell. Show didn't tell. And so anyway, where I was going with that is. The reindeer, I wonder like how, how much magic is there with them, you know, other, right. obviously being able to fly, <clears throat> but then they, they took off and then, uh, you know, Mrs. Claus sent a little something for him yes. to help him out. And that was his, his good old trusty skull crusher skull crusher. And the reindeer came back at the end with it in the, in the, in the sleigh. Right. So, I mean, they know something. They know they something. Know. I wonder, it'd probably be too cheesy to see some reindeer doing some combat fighting and stuff. But, I mean, dude, how many reindeer are there? Nine, ten? It's like a good ten. Something like that. A, yeah. a horde of, of reindeer charging at you with their horns going to impale you? I'd be terrified. I would love to see just like almost like some 
like biblical apocalyptic fight, you know, between <laughs> Santa on the sleigh, like with the reindeer and yeah. sledgehammer and Mrs. Claus <laughs> with like, I don't even know, like skyscraper, like the sword. Yes. <laughs> skyscraper, <laughs> <laughs> And just like, you know, like just coming to just handle business with, with the reindeer in tow. Yeah. They're eating people like they're eating enemies, like stuff like that. Like Rudolph is like, you know, I mean, he's like probably like being super like spy and he's like an assassin. Yeah. I could see that. I could see. Imagine, imagine violent night meets Mad Max Fury Road. Ooh. And you've got all the reindeer in armor pieces and like sharpened horns. And like the sleigh is just decked out maybe with a couple of, mini guns on it or something oh. and you got Santa like with a, a candy cane guitar that shoots flames out of it or or maybe even like a, a candy cane dart gun yep. that shoots sharpened candy canes yep. out of it and Mrs. Claus with her blades of fury and like can you imagine? Oh dude. That shit would be wild. That would be wild. And you say that sounds too crazy now but I bet when this idea was pitched they're like nah we can't do that. A violent Santa it's not going to work. Nobody no. will ever see that. Here we are. So I wonder, that makes me wonder <clears throat> what the numbers are looking like so far. Yeah, let's see how it did. It's I first uh it's first week in the box office. I'm curious. Because that will definitely tell us if there's potential for um for a sequel. So 26 mil. Okay. That's good. For a for a Christmas movie of this new kind of style. Yes. That's a good opening weekend. I think so. That's a great opening weekend. They're getting a sequel there. Yeah, absolutely. They're They're getting getting a sequel. sequel. They have to. Yeah. And I think they really did just the way that they wrote it, leaving Mrs. Claus kind of a mystery and all that kind of, I I think they really did leave it open for a sequel. They were planning. They did it for a reason. Here's my concern. Yes. Not with this movie in particular, but going forward, this is obviously successful yeah it's gonna get a sequel it has to has to better nothing set in stone but i think it really will so do you think my fear is that this kind of thing will become a gimmick yep i mean we've seen i've never seen it but bad santa yep with uh billy chris oh yeah uh, billy Billy bob Bob Thornton. yeah i've never seen it but i mean we've seen a an off the rocker kind of santa right now we've seen that mixed with John Wick. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm afraid that now a ton of Christmas movies are going to come out where it's just that, where it's yeah. badass Santa, badass Mrs. Claus or just, you know what I mean? Yep. Black Friday, the movie where it's a bunch of shoppers just planning a heist or something. That for, actually sounds kind of good. I, I, have, I have thought about that since I was a kid. <laughs> That'd be super cool. And I even have a song in mind. That I want to put in any Christmas movie that I do. I want to put it in there because it would be super sick. I love that. But. But. (laughs) It's that family guy joke where, you know, we're we're heading towards still like badass Jesus with like AK-47s. It's that family guy joke. (laughs) I was thinking of the exact one. It's really what it is. Yeah. It's really where we're headed. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm. I hope that they don't beat this genre to death. Yeah. Now, because uh, I feel like they will. That's what Hollywood does. That's what they do. They yeah. find something. They're like TikTokers. They find right. a trend. They beat it to death. They move on. 
And I think that's what we're, we're going to be getting a lot of darker, edgier things, right? Like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. That just became, um, not royalty free. What's the word? Public domain. Public domain. Thank you. So they're making immediately, they jumped on that. We have a horror Winnie the Pooh coming out. Is it out? I don't know. Or has it not come out yet? Let's have a look. See, I feel like I would have seen it if it came out. I think we would have, right? If absolutely we would have. Oh, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Blood and Honey comes out February 15th. Oh, Valentine's. Yeah. The perfect Valentine oh, that's movie. that's perfect. That's great. God, that's going to be so good. So, yeah, we got to see that. <clears throat> we got to see that. But, yeah, that's my fear is that this is going to become just like a, a thing now. And, and they're going to beat it to death. A gimmick. I just hope it becomes a positive gimmick. Yeah. I hope... What happens is what I it can go two ways. It can go the way of the gimmick, like you're saying, where it just loses all fun. Mm-hmm. It loses all substance and it just becomes something like a romantic comedy. Yeah. The way the the romantic comedy went downhill. Yeah. You know, you got Tom Hanks and romantic comedies at the end of the 90s, early 2000s. And then you you get, you know, mm-hmm. just the shit that that came out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And it's just like it can either become a gimmick or it just becomes like, you know, every every older man in Hollywood who we actually like, Mm -hmm. you know, give Brendan Fraser one of these. Hey, yeah. You know, give Brendan Fraser one of these. However, it looks not as Santa. Yeah. So it's either going to be like the gimmick that's shit or like Brendan Fraser's getting one of these. The way of nobody, the way of John Wick, the way of Violent Night. Yeah. And that's fun. And then like eventually, you know, I mean, who who even maybe Tom Hanks himself gets one. I don't know. Right. You know who would be great is what's his name? I mean, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Give him one of those. Give him one of those. And here's why I know that would work. Ooh. He was originally offered the role of Walter White in Breaking Bad. What? Mm-hmm. Wow. And he turned it down. Would have been a whole different show. Totally different. But would have been great. But you can see it, right? You can yes. see the kind of schlumpy, fallen into a routine, comfortable with life the way it is now, dad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now he's got he's to turn it up. Turn it up a notch. Yeah. Matthew Broderick, give him one of those. Yeah. That would be the pot. What you're describing would be the positive outcome of this. Mm -hmm. Matthew Broderick gets one. Brendan Fraser gets one. Yeah. Badass. Or it becomes like a Hallmark movie. Oh, man. Yeah. And that's the other direction. And, you know, Hallmark does that the best, just beats something to death. Yeah. They've done it for how many years? They'll be the ones to make a PG version of this. And that is a fear. That's that is a fear is that a TV network like Hallmark will attempt to do this, but PG. PG. Don't even. Then it's just worse Home Alone. I didn't even say PG-13. Yeah, no. I'm talking PG. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Hallmark doesn't know PG-13. Lifetime, maybe. Lifetime, maybe. Lifetime could do this PG-13. It'd still be bad, though. Right. It wouldn't be good. It'd right. be hijacked for Christmas or something, and it would just be awful. It would be just a bad time. Horrible. So I guess what I'm trying to say is let your kids watch this. <laughs> yeah, right. Let them watch it. Just do it. Before they grow up to see the worst 
iteration of this just down them, the line. Just let them watch. Just it. see the good one. Just what's one rated R movie? Yeah. They need to know that life is is re- they need to know the reality of things. You know, my fear would be if I was a mall Santa. Yeah. My fear would be like the kid who comes up to try to kick me in the crotch or something <laughs> after seeing this movie. <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah. I love that like this will become such a gimmick that they'll be asking mall Santas to like do karate. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, Hey, like, in my photo, can you have your hands around my neck? Right. Like <laughs> screw like me telling you what my presents are. Like yeah. I want you to like pretend to like punch me while we're taking this picture. Yeah. That's the, that's the evolution. That's the one. That's the magic of Christmas. And if you're, if you're going to be smart, if you really want to boom your business, your Santa mall Santa business, you will theme it like this. So that way everyone can go to their wholesome Santa if they want, but everyone will be talking about that one mall Santa and the lines will be out the door because you will have a violent night themed Santa photo background and props that everyone, you know, fake swords and weapons and you can stage it to look like an action scene. Like you fought Santa. Are we talking about adult mall Santas? Yup. Because did we just, Become millionaires. Did I just pitch a million dollar idea right yes. here? <laughs> Shit. And if, if I see that at a mall now, I'm going to be pissed. Somebody owes me money. Somebody owes you money. Yeah. <sighs> Do we need to just like stop this and just go into entrepreneurship? I think so. Yeah, we I might. Think so I think we might. We'll we just make just... it our side gigs. We'll still give you guys what you need. Yeah. Um, but we need to do something about this. We need money. Totally. We need lots and lots of money. Yeah, we do. And we can get yeah, we it. Do. We can. I mean, we got the ideas. We got the ideas. We just need the, the, we need the shark tank people. We need those fucking people, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm already like down next black Friday to find this at a best buy for yeah. 10 bucks and buy it and watch it every Christmas. Absolutely. Let's go. I'll do are it. You, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. That's when you know you've got your everything you just described Mm -hmm. made me feel fuzzy inside. There we go. That exact sequence of events. Yeah. That's what life is about. That's what this whole season is about. That's what this whole deal. Touching on those beautiful memories that are embedded into your DNA. Tradition. Mm -hmm. Tradition. Yes. Tradition. Well, uh, hope you're staying warm out there. It's fucking freezing. It's it's really cold in this room. It's, right yeah, now. <laughs> I wanted it to be. I wanted to feel like we're there, you know, in this picture right here. This is snowy, but picture. it's just cold in this city. Like, yeah, there, there's nowhere to hide from this cold. No, it's just, yeah, it's everywhere. I considered like just throwing a blanket on me because <laughs> it is cold. And I, I would turn on the heater, but the problem is my camera overheats. Yes. So I was like, this is perfect for the camera. No, we're sacrificing. Yeah, no, and this is what we will do for you, for you, for you. Damn it. If I, if I don't love you all, damn you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, thank you for, for listening. Be sure to subscribe. And right now don't go away just yet because we have that full song. Yes. Um, I think it's just called Christmas jam Yeah. by our, our friend Jacob. Yeah. We went to high school with him. Shout and out. His, uh, his name, his artist name is dead bird. Yeah. Look him up on Instagram. I hate dead bird. And, uh, this is his song Christmas jam, which I thought, you know, was the perfect way to cap off talking about Violent Night. His song kind of gives me vibes of, if you ever heard the song, The Twelve Pains of Christmas, have you mm. heard that? 
it's like it's like the 12 days of christmas it's to that tune right but each thing is like it's i don't know thing. having to string up the lights one of them one light goes out they all go out and is i heard it as a kid it would always make right. me laugh right so this gives me vibes of that <clears throat> i love it so stay in listen to that song and we will see you all next week for our big celebrity guest celebrity guest super excited for that so dead bird take it away Christmas tree, decorate the house and take a picture so the world can see our work. Every year, we like to get together and we learn to love our neighbor and I think about the beauty of this world. This year the roads froze over, our family called and canceled. I was putting up the lights and some kids pushed over the ladder. I fell and broke my neck and the doctors called and sick. I didn't get any help, I'm permanently disfigured. The Christmas tree died. The presents were too expensive. The dogs ate all the food. I've never been so devastated. Christmas is ruined. There's nothing that I can do but sit alone and drink some eggnog and maybe watch some cartoons. Every year we put up the Christmas tree, decorate the house and take a picture so the world can see our work. Every year we like to get together and we learn to love our neighbor and I think about the Every year we put up the Christmas tree, decorate the house and take a picture so the world can see our work. Every year we like to get together and we learn to love our neighbor and I think about the beauty of this world.